You're listening to China Africa Talk. Jambo ni Bridget akikuletea kipindi kinachohusiana na China na Africa. Vous écoutez le dialogue sino-africain avec Bridget. Everything China, everything Africa. Olá, você está ouvindo China Africa Talk com Bridget. Sayidati wa sadati, marhaban bikum. Fi al-hawar al-siniy al-arabi ma'a Bridget. Thank you for joining us again on China Africa Talk, the program that brings you discussions about what's happening between China and Africa from a Chinese and African perspective. I'm Bridget Mutambirwa. Today I'm joined by Professor Wang Dongyang, Associate Professor at the Shanghai International Studies University. He has carried out research in areas of Chinese investment in the Democratic Republic of Congo. Thank you. Mm-hmm. My research always focuses on Chinese investment abroad, especially on Africa and some of the developing partners. In the second half of the program, we have our colleague Zhang Shanghui for an interview with Patrick Muyaya, the Minister of Communications of the Democratic Republic of Congo. This week, in fact, this whole month, it seems we are in a period where China-Africa ties are at an all-time high. Just recently, we had at the invitation of Chinese State Councillor and Foreign Minister Qing Gang, Deputy Prime Minister and Minister of Foreign Affairs of the Democratic Republic of the Congo, Christopher Lutunda, visit China a few days ago. Then currently we have His Excellency Felix Shisekedi also on a state visit here in China. Perhaps how important is this visit at such a time post-pandemic okay. era? Thank you. Uh, thank you for your uh, first questions. This state visit to China is very, very important. So it means the Chinese government and their Congo government always uh, give a high priority to this uh, President Tsitakedi visit to China. Only from this arrangement we can know but actually, mm. second, we can say, after the finish, the pandemic, the pandemic. president of uh, government visited had... visit China. Yes. So, but now it's, uh, yeah, it's the third. We also had the president of Eritrea. Yeah, 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 yes. right. Their Congo is a big country in Africa. Mm. Actually, their Congo is the second largest country in Africa continent and the the biggest country in the sub-Sahara Africa. As you know, but China always have a very close economic collaboration with the DR Congo. Mm. I can read this uh, number. Uh, just uh, in the last year, I mean in 2022, mm. the trade between China and the DR Congo, the trade value is about 22 billion US dollar. Mm. So yeah, but just by this number, mm. DR Congo is China's fourth biggest trade partner in Africa. Mm. So for investment up to the 2021, China's direct investment stock Mm-hmm. in DR Congo is about 4.3 billion US dollar. Mm. So it means that DR Congo is China's second biggest investment destination in Africa, even oh. much more than Angola. Oh, I see. Uh, the third, we can mention the, uh, the contract, mm-hmm. uh, means the construction. Mm. Just in 2022, the value of a turnover fulfilled of a contract project in DR Congo by Chinese company mm. is about 2.1 billion US dollar. It means that DR Congo is the fifth biggest partner of Chinese construction in Africa. Mm. So just by this number, we can understand 
DR Congo is a very important economic collaboration partner of China in Africa. So we can understand this investor is very, very important. Thank you for those lovely stats there, Professor, and in helping us to understand just how important yeah. this visit is. And, and speaking about potentials in the future, now we talk about China's approach to modernization. I know these are different approaches, okay, China's approach to modernization is, and in the context of Africa, these are two different things. But um, to what extent now, when you look at and you reflect, does it offer a valuable model for the DRC towards economic growth and development? Uh, DR Congo is a big country mm. and with a very huge territory. Mm. But according to the some of the, 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 the open data, mm -hmm. DR Congo has at least 150,000 kilometer road. Mm. But only one quarter of this road keep, uh, keeps the okay mm. situation. Mm. But uh, one quarter, the other one quarter just uh, can't work mm. uh, up to the season. Mm. You know, mm. in, maybe in the rain, rain season, season, it, it yes. cannot work. Yeah. Just uh, the dry season, which is okay. okay. And the, the, the rest half uh, actually cannot work. Mm. We can call it a road. <laughs> but mm. so I, actually, it's very difficult to road. But mm. uh, actually, when I first time to visit the Congo, just mm. from uh, uh, from Nikasi mm -hmm. to Kroeci, mm -hmm. only 120 kilometer road, mm -hmm. we took six hours. Wow, okay. Well, but now the situation is quite different. But okay. it's just because the Chinese companies build a new road. So you okay. now, if in that in this region, you just take only one hour, it's okay. Okay, so, so there's been some development. So, so, yeah, so it's okay. So actually, but why I mentioned DR Congo mm -hmm. has a very huge potential. Mm -hmm. But we know DR Congo is very rich in many, many different, many, many kinds of the natural resources. Natural sure. Yeah, but apart from the natural resource, DR Congo has a very huge population. Mm -hmm. And DR Congo, so actually I mentioned, according to the general experience, mm -hmm. any developed countries always show the uh, improve mm -hmm. uh, its uh, Infrastructure situation. Mm -hmm. DR Congo is a huge, uh, huge country, mm -hmm. but the infrastructure is very poor. So, mm -hmm. the first potential is mm -hmm. to improve its infrastructure, mm -hmm. including the road, okay. the railway, okay. and the airport, mm -hmm. and the, the, the and the seaport. Mm -hmm. So, just of, just for this, I guess the DR Congo can get a very a uh, very good, a uh, very huge opportunity mm. to uh, 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 for the, the economic uh, uh, growth. Mm, so, mm -hmm. yeah, just now you mentioned the Chinese uh, China's China's, approach to yes. the modernization. Yes. So we we know in China we always have the very uh, everyone knows the uh, proverb: if you want to be rich, mm -hmm. you must build your road at yeah. first. <laughs> yeah, no matter. So called in China, we always say that the "yao xiang fu xian xiu lu" it means. So, so yeah, yeah. So it actually according just according to the general uh, economic and the developmental laws, mm -hmm. the mm -hmm. I guess. First one, mm -hmm. infrastructure. Okay. Uh, just uh, the, the, according to the Chinese, the, the Chinese, uh, the Chinese approach. Okay. First one is infrastructure. Okay. The second, agriculture. Okay. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So you know, there Congo now. I guess maybe uh, according to the updated information, mm -hmm. um, it is said that there Congo now has about uh, uh, ten, uh, 
uh, no, 100 million population. Mm. I guess maybe this year, a, very huge population. Uh -huh. so, but until now, the DR Congo is a very huge country and with uh, many, many, many uh, land mm. uh, for agriculture. But mm. uh, until now, DR Congo is not a country of, of the food mm. self-supporting. Mm. Mm. It cannot. The, it ha, the DR Congo until now has two uh, uh, import mm. the food. Mm. But we mentioned, uh, just so we know, DR Congo has many yes, land and many sure. population. Why mm. it cannot uh, support uh, supporting uh, its food? Mm. So, yeah, so they mean if DR Congo can develop its uh, very huge land, okay. that means that DR Congo can uh, plant many, many uh, the, uh, the food. Mm. And uh, the, apart from DR Congo, even can export. Mm. It's agricultural food to other countries. Mm. Uh, the, the second very important experience from China. Mm. As a third, third, we are always saying education. Okay. We, we always mentioned the resource. Well, we just we mentioned that Dear Congo is very rich in natural resources. Sure. But I guess that maybe the most important resource is a human resource. Uh, sure. So, but uh, so we can. Uh, because we can have a brief summary. Mm -hmm. uh, that's uh, for the Chinese experience to modernization. Mm -hmm. First one, infrastructure. Second, mm -hmm. agriculture. agriculture. The third, education. education. Okay. So it's the Chinese experience. Okay. I guess the uh, Congo can study this experience mm -hmm. and uh, get some of the, the suitable model for itself. Okay, so that's interesting there. Thank you for that. So we've got infrastructure, agriculture development, yeah. and education. Yeah. Okay, and generally, what have the investment relations between the two countries been like from the time you lived in the DRC to now, post-pandemic? Are we moving forward? Actually, in the past 20 years, mm -hmm. uh, I guess the uh, economic relations between China and the Congo, I can say it's, uh, um, it's good. Okay. Uh, we can work good, especially... Uh, in the, uh, the, uh, the collaboration in the mining okay. and the agriculture okay. and so or some of the, uh, the humanitarian aid. Uh, so I remember in uh, 15 years ago, mm -hmm. um, Chinese companies uh, signed a very huge contract with the Dear Congo government. Okay. Uh, it's a so-called as a mineral for resource project. Oh. So actually this project uh, I remember. I remember the the, the contract value about a six a six billion US dollar. Mm -hmm. It was the biggest contract of Sub-Sahara mm. in the history. Okay. Yeah, this history. But actually, this contract comprises two part. One the one part is a Chinese companies will build the uh, we build the infrastructure projects mm -hmm. for DR Congo about okay. the three billion US dollar. Okay. Another part, another part is the Chinese companies will invest, invest the, the, the DR Congo mining about uh, uh, the three billion US dollar okay. for in the mining. Mm -hmm. It means this contract, the total value is about six billion US dollar. The all of invest from mm -hmm. Chinese companies. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, uh, in the, the we know since then, uh, some uh, Chinese companies uh, went to the their Congo to build the road right. and uh, to the to do the mining exploration. Right. But uh, yeah, so but uh, these these companies uh, they build uh, many roads and uh, the, the port and mm -hmm. the, some of the, the schools in their Congo. Another, uh, the, but uh, uh, Chinese companies always help their Congo to 
export copper okay. and the cobalt production, uh, not resource, no, not mining, no, okay. not mining, just, okay. just the cobalt and the copper production. All right. So it means that Dear Congo gets the very huge benefit from this contract. So we can say that actually the investment relations between China mm. and Dear Congo is, uh, is very good. And, and what were some other significant achievements of the diplomatic ties uh, between China and the Democratic Republic of Congo since they began? I mean, just last year, the two countries celebrated their 50th anniversary on the normalization of bilateral relations. What are some significant achievements so far? I'm okay. not the expert for the IR, but I can, I can mention some of the, the sure. my personal sure. my personal feeling. Sure, uh, so great. actually, frankly, for me, mm-hmm. it's a, a big surprise to know President Tsitakedi mm-hmm. uh, to visit China. Wow. Why? Okay. Now, just because, you know, um, four years ago, four mm-hmm. years ago, when President Tsitakedi uh, got his office uh, the, of the, the president uh, Dear Congo. Mm-hmm. But uh, some people always say, oh, uh, President Chisakati is uh, quite different from former President mm. Joseph Kabila. Mm. Uh, you know, the former President Joseph Kabila mm. uh, the very, uh, the, uh, the has a the, uh, very close uh, the personal relations with, Chi- with China. Sure. But uh, uh, President Chisakati has a quite different back, uh, background. Mm. But also the president, the, the president Kadi, his father mm-hmm. is also former, uh, former the former prime minister of the Congo. Mm-hmm. And but uh, president Kadi, the, the someone always con- consider the president Kadi has a cl- very close relations with the USA. So someone think maybe Kadi will change his diplomatic relations mm-hmm. with China. Mm-hmm. So this is why this the, yeah. the, 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 when I heard the president Xi Jinping the visit China, I, <laughs> I I was astonished. Uh, why? Sure. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, so but but please notice that mm-hmm. I trust President Xi Jinping or the former former president or other mm-hmm. the politician of the Congo yeah. always show the be responsible mm-hmm. to the DR Congo people, mm-hmm. not for not responsible for any other foreign countries. Mm, mm. So if the president wish to develop his country, right. wish to get benefits for his people, right, right. so he should know how to trade economic collaboration right. with other powers, right. how to trade diplomatic ties with some countries. Right. So I just for this visit, I trust President KD is a responsible, is a reliable mm-hmm. politician. Mm. So also until now, but I mentioned uh, anyway, China is uh, now the biggest economic partner, partner right. with uh, DR Congo mm. and uh, many, many other African countries. Mm. Mm. It means uh, China is uh, the, 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 the one of the most important partner of uh, development mm. for the, to uh, to the uh, Africa. Mm. So I guess uh, anyway, just by this, uh, it's, uh, you you will be um, uh, uh, you'll be very good for our two countries. It means a win-win right. collaboration. Right, yeah. right, yeah. and 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 apart from um, China and the Democratic Republic of Congo relations having uh, this direct impact on improving social lives, how have the people-to-people relations been post-pandemic era? In the past three years. Uh, we can see the communication and uh, between the the, uh, the, uh, the between the peoples uh, the, the, for the different countries are always uh, very very limited. Mm. 
So anyway, now we should uh, reopen uh, the gate uh, then the to um, uh, to to improve the 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 people to people communications. Uh, just uh, for the dear Congo mm -hmm. and uh, for and uh, and the. Uh, the, the China, mm. but just uh, for, for my personal sure. experience, sure. we know. But uh, because I'm a I'm a professor in the university, so right. I always focus on academic relations. Sure, academic mm -hmm. exchange, mm -hmm. especially the students exchange. Right. right. So yeah, but anyway, but that's what I mentioned. Dear Congo is uh, very rich in the human resource. So we always met many very good local friend in DR Congo. Actually, one of my best friends okay. in DR Congo is a student graduate from Peking University. Okay, all right. Yeah, he's a, now he's an associate professor okay. in DR Congo. Okay. So we always have a very close locations. Right. So I wish in the post-pandemic area, we can have a, 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 I just for me, I wish to visit DR Congo more times. So actually, mm. actually, the, according to my original plan, mm. I should go to DR Congo again right. in uh, in the uh, in next week. Oh, <laughs> okay. Oh, but but, but no, no, but but just for the just for the cost. Okay. I mean, I mean, just just the funding, just for the funding. Mm. I guess maybe I will postpone uh, this mm. visit. Mm. But just for this, uh, if I can go go to the DR Congo, I will uh, do uh, a new uh, field work uh, mm. for the mineral for the infrastructure project. Mm. And I also wish uh, to the more and more DR Congo student can start in China that we can exchange students and the. And the and the teachers. Yeah. So anyway, I, I wish I wish to um, uh, put forward this uh, this working. Thank you, Professor Wang Duanyong. Yeah. Uh, we look yeah. forward to having you again, perhaps in another episode. Listeners, remember to tune in every week to the discussion. Join your host Bridget Mutambiwa this week on China Africa Talk in a discussion on China and the Democratic Republic of Congo relations, bilateral cooperation, and exchange in the post-pandemic era. Tune in every week, find out what's happening between China and Africa on China Africa Talk. Available on your preferred podcast. See you there. For more on the visit, Zhang Shanghui spoke with Patrick Muyaya, the Minister of Communications of the Democratic Republic of Congo. What are the new opportunities to hope for between the DRC and China in the field of media? Apparently, we have a lot to share, and not only in the media area, because China is an old civilization. It is my first time to visit China, and I've been looking around. The level of development, the level of infrastructures, we do have a lot to share. There are key issues, and we have to face them all together. If we talk about the energy transition, and from this perspective, the democratic Republic of Congo is in the forefront, particularly with its forest basins, but also with everything we have as resources, which are currently involved in battery production. China is our largest trading partner, notably in the production of all strategic minerals, and therefore for us it is a special moment to be here right now to see how much we are strengthening our relationship to be sure that China and the DRC together are helping to solve humanity's problems.
Precisely in media and cultural cooperation between our two countries, how China and the DRC could work better together to strengthen the presence and the voice of developing countries around the world. Écoutez, la Chine aujourd'hui elle est comptée parmi les premières puissances mondiales. China has a permanent member of the United Nations Security Council, where all the world's major decisions are taken. I said earlier that China is our number one trading partner, so for us, it's an opportunity to strengthen our relationship in general. Africa is perceived as a continent with a lot of problems. It is perceived as a continent of tragedies, and it is this perception that we want to change. Of course, it's a false perception. I mentioned that China is the number one trading partner of the DRC. I do think that China is the country that takes the most risks and invests the most in Africa. I think there is a new story to tell, a story of success, or in a complementary way, the Chinese come to work with African people. In your opinion, what are the new ways to strengthen the path of developing countries, whether for China or for the DRC? Unfortunately, the stories of Congo are often told through the prism of tragedy. You know, I was a journalist just like you, and most of the time, journalists are interested in what goes wrong in a country. The Congo is also told by a lot by NGOs. As important as they are, we can't count on the NGOs to solve our problems, because when there is a progress, sometimes we just don't even talk about it. So today, we're working to share the good news and good things that happen in the Democratic Republic of Congo. From resilient youth to the stories of strong women. That's why we talk about changing the narrative. Before coming here to China, I accompanied a young Congolese director who presented his film at the Cannes Film Festival. So we climbed the steps of the famous red carpet. And now, through his movie, we can talk about the Democratic Republic of Congo in a different way. Today, the idea for us is to say that Congo is a country that has many cultures. We do have 450 ethnicities and tribes. We can see how we start gradually to highlight Congolese specificities that can allow others to understand our country. We can talk about tourism in the DRC. We have mountains, volcanoes, lakes and mangroves. We have the forests. We are a real tourist hotspot. What are the future opportunities between the DRC and China in this field? There's this memorandum of understanding that will be concluded between CGTN and national television. It is highly hoped that from these crossings, there will be a lot of interactions between Chinese and Congolese journalists. You have previously mentioned this program, which is co-produced. It will also be an opportunity for us to further explore Chinese culture, see that we can gain from that and vice versa. We now consider that it is a new chapter that is opening, a chapter that heralds a bright future, and we're going to work together so that this bright future can be realized. You are among the politicians of the young generation in your country. How do you think the young Chinese and Congolese people will be able to work better together to promote bilateral relations? It's not complicated. 
It's not that hard. We just need to learn to hang out with each other if we want to work together. Just before this interview, I met the president of Congolese students here in Beijing, a young lady. She does have a Chinese first name. I think it's Shuli, but I'm not sure of my pronunciation. I really enjoyed talking with her. She told me that here the teachers give you Chinese names. So it's an example that already shows a way of bonding us together. Now we need to try to study programs that can make it possible to have interactions or exchanges with the young Chinese people who can come to the DRC or young Congolese who can come here, because I'm very tempted to come here in China to look at the cultural aspects. That's an important point of the international influence of China. We all saw the Olympic Games and when we watch Chinese movies. Today, we need to identify sectors of common interest for young people. It will be culture, it may be music, it will undoubtedly be sport, so that we can see to what extent we're trying to promote our regular contacts. This is the only way that we will consolidate the relations between our two countries and relations between our two peoples. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others. Post it on social media or leave a rating and review. Thanks again. See you next time.